What's up, gays? Welcome to the Gay Girls Club. I'm your host, Bethany. And I'm Spencer. And this is a podcast for girls who like girls. Hey, we're back for episode two. There you go. We're back for episode two, uh, literally five minutes after the first one. Because we're we, cranking we just gotta, them out, baby. We, we cranking crank them, out. them out. We're full sending it. This um, is a full send. We don't do things small. And we're ready to go with Bethany's coming out story. So maybe just introduce yourself. I've already spoiled the name. Uh, pronouns, how you identify, the normal stuff. The normal stuff, okay. Uh, as you said, my name is Bethany. <clears throat> I use she, her pronouns. And I identify as a lesbian. New big shock. Yeah. New so, lesbian. We've got um, a baby lesbian here. New lesbian. If you would have told me before that at this age, at 35, I'd be identifying <laughs> as a lesbian, I would have been like, no. If you would have told me that I came out as a lesbian before Bethany, <laughs> that would have been a lot for me to handle. That's true. Because That's I've been true. a lesbian longer than you. That's true. That's very true. So... I'm technically the better lesbian. That's true. Very true. Uh, I'll give it to you. Speaking of lesbian, when did you first realize you were queer in really any form? When, when did it really hit you? So what's really funny is probably had you known me as a little kid, you would have told me that I was gay. I mean, I can very vividly remember someone in my childhood telling me that when I was maybe 13 and I was like uh no you're incorrect why would I be gay I was like no that's mm -mm, you're way off base here so it really was not until I was older I was engaged to a man um very much in love and happy and wanted to be married to him um and when I called that off which oddly enough was not because I was gay I called it off because it just was not the right decision for either of us at that point in time yeah it just it wasn't going to be a good thing um but after that I think things just started coming together because I was living on my own without my parents Um, And was in a space where I was able to question kind of those things in my childhood and young adulthood, that wasn't an option. So I think given that space and given a best friend who was also questioning things, it really set things up. (laughs) 22. Wow. And I am 24, almost 25. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was a while ago now, but also later in life. Um, Over 10 years. Yeah, yeah. We have a real big age difference. We really do. And it's very much, when you look at us and you look at how we interact, not 10 years. No. Maybe a couple. Yeah, not at all, I would say. Not at all. But yeah, so I would say after I called off my uh, wedding. That'll happen. That'll usually make you put a lot of things into rethink, perspective. Yeah, rethink some things. 
so originally, before you came out as lesbian, you identified as pansexual, I believe. Yes. So when did you kind of realize, like, when did you kind of put it together that you were pansexual? I really don't like to put myself into any kind of box. We don't, I don't like boxes. I'm very claustrophobic. <laughs> but we do like to get boxed up. Yes. I I don't like for people to tell me what to do. So like when you come out, I think people just assume like if as a woman, I'm saying I'm gay, that I am a lesbian and I like women. And yeah. I was like, no, I like no. people. Like, cause for me, I think it was very much at the beginning, like I am a connection person. So right. anyone that I can emotionally connect with like you said about demisexual yeah it was very much along those lines but I also knew I was very open to any gender like it doesn't that doesn't matter to me it's very much the person and who they are and their heart and the emotional and intellectual connection right um so I think that probably happened pretty quickly I just didn't maybe at the beginning know what it was called Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but I definitely knew that I didn't ever identify as a lesbian I that word even saying it before I was like nope hard pass (laughs) couldn't be me I was like I would always use the word gay because it's an umbrella term that feels comfortable we use that a lot here yes I say a lot of things are gay but when in reality we're talking about other things like lesbian or yeah yeah I I love the word gay here we are gay girls club yeah that's right welcome to the gay girls lesbian girls club didn't quite roll off the tongue no mm -mm, it does not um yeah so that's kind of how I came to the pansexual understanding Mm -hmm. it was more out of defiance of being put into any kind of a box and now here you are put back in the box. Yes, I put myself into the box. How did you put yourself back into the box and figure out that you were a lesbian? I am in fact married. Surprise. <laughs> with four children as well. You wouldn't think that you would be making any kind of switches at this point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be honest, I have just been thinking a lot about the fact that like, if for any horrible circumstance I ended up single (laughs) I just was contemplating the fact that had like if a man ever were to be the person to be like you know what really like to be with you I would kindly decline (laughs) I'm just I would harshly decline yeah I just like at this and I still I find men very attractive um it's it has nothing to do with that it I think has to do with the fact that right now at this point in life not being with a woman seems just like a waste (laughs) (laughs) it's just bizarre why be with a man when you can be with woman right and like when I started like hearing myself kind of think this I was like ooh. (laughs) <laughs> that no longer feels you know pansexual. We might be onto something. Yeah. I was like, so I think just, and who knows, maybe it would change again. Uh, again. Maybe you'll like, end up straight. That would be a real shock. That would be a shock. It would be hard probably for, on my marriage. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I think 
I think that that's kind of where I came to the conclusion that I was like, okay, I would, I would not choose a man if there were any women as options ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So. Uh, And being part of the LGBT group, um, especially for you, was a little rough, probably. Um, just with family and everything did you I mean I I'm gonna assume that the answer is yes but did you ever feel bad about being part of the LGBT community yeah definitely there's a lot of shame that comes with it for me um and a lot of negative emotions I would say probably had I not grown up in the household that I grew up in and maybe grew up in a bit of a more open-minded space I would have realized at a very young age that I was gay you know maybe those kids were right right I was 13 because when I think back now I always had a female in my life that I was drawn to Mm. um whether it was someone my age someone older than me someone it was just like I love this person. I look up to this person. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. And now like, I realize that's what a crush is. (laughs) Like that's infatuation. In fact, I think that even now still struggle with not feeling bad about who I am and about my family and how my kids are being raised because of who I am. And, you know, like that's something that I have to work like on the daily basis to put aside and to say like, no, what I was taught, that was not correct. That's not how you teach someone. (laughs) I have to kind of reshape my thinking. I hope most people's stories were a little bit easier than mine. And there are definitely worse stories than mine. I was, I was never in any physical danger or harm or like, I didn't ever think that anything negative physically was going to happen to me right um but well touch on that how'd you come out give us give us the story okay (laughs) everyone strap in (laughs) and get ready okay so like I said I was engaged to a man Mm -hmm. um we were three weeks away from the wedding date (laughs) my bridal shower was supposed to be the next day and I was very sad. And as I called off the wedding, I literally asked my mom, can I still have my bridal <laughs> shower? <laughs> you should have had the bridal shower first. Yeah. In a different state than me. So I was living in their house by myself. Finally, let myself actually explore things and think about like, it doesn't, things are not as black and white as I was raised to believe Mm. I was raised in a very very Christian household Uh, we went to Baptist church I had a neighbor that she was very clearly a lesbian um, and very much a stalker and obsessed with me Um, (laughs) uh, like would do things like sneak into my house and put a walkie-talkie under my pillow and in the in the middle of the night I would hear her voice (laughs) saying Bethany are you there 
And I was like, am I in my own bedroom in my bed? Yes. Like what? Um, so she was like my first lesbian experience where I like knew someone who was gay. And um, I remember asking my parents, like, what would you do if one of your kids were gay? Yeah. And they were like, we would love them no matter what. And I was like, oh, really? Thanks. <laughs> Are you sure? That was easy. And me and my sister both like had this conversation with them and we're like, like, you're sure that's how you would respond? Okay. So I think in the back of my mind, I always had that thinking like, they said that back in yeah. the day. I had a hard time believing it then. And I had a hard time believing it now. <laughs> um, I am very, very close with my family. Very close with them. But I would say that's because of a lot of grace and forgiveness. And yeah, I agree. Because I am able to put some things aside and realize that like my kids having a relationship with my parents is important to me and things like that. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. No. No. Um, not. But during that time when I was living on my own, I finally got to the point I had been like kind of seeing this girl, like kind of not seeing this girl. It was like off and on. <laughs> It was very hard. There was to no labels. Yeah. Uh, when I first came out. They were out, having a good time. Yeah. When I first came out to myself and had not come out to anyone else in the world, aside from whatever girls I was talking to. Um, right, I feel like they probably knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very much not trying to tie myself down to anything. Mm. Um, it wasn't the best for the people that I was talking to. Not very fair for them. And yeah. if I could do it differently, I would. Um, Maybe a little. But I got to a point where I was like, I don't think I can live with this like forever, mm. not telling my family. Because before I swore I was taking it to the grave. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to get married. I'm never no. going to like do any of these things because I can't I literally cannot right and I was like and I'm not telling my family no. like I am not there's no it wasn't even a choice in my mind but I think my mental health just got to a point where I was like this just is not healthy and it's no. not right like yeah. people should not be this afraid to be who they are right like you shouldn't have to be scared to be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I think being raised a Christian, I was raised to be as close to this perfect person as I could possibly be. Yeah. And that's how I lived. I was terrified to do anything wrong my mm -hmm. entire childhood and my entire young adult life. I was terrified to make any kind of decisions that would end up being wrong or bad or doing anything along those lines getting out of that mindset was just so hard for me because this was wrong this was yeah. like the big thing that is like the worst thing you can do so I think getting to a point where I was comfortable with myself 
took a while. And then eventually I was like, it's not all on me. Like my family needs to take some responsibility and ownership for this and they need to get to a point where they are okay with it. Yeah. Like it's not all on me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I very briefly wrote up an email <laughs> because I texted my sister. She, I texted my sister and I said, I have something I need to tell you. She and, was the first person you came out to? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I was sitting outside of one of my friend's houses, um, just sobbing hysterically. <laughs> and I texted Ash and I said, I have something that I need to tell you. I'm pretty sure you're going to hate me. I just like, I have to tell you. Gotta get it out. And I was like, but you can't tell mom and dad. This is one thing you should know about Ash. Love her to death. Hopefully she listens to this. Love <laughs> you, Ash. She will tell mom and dad. <laughs> she will, oh yeah. She will tell them everything. Great girl. Love her so much. She will tell it's mom out and of, dad. It's out of love. She normally does it out of concern for me. Um, so I was like, don't tell mom and dad. So I like texted her that I was gay and she literally thought it was a joke. I was like, cause you know, we don't have to see each other for a while. They live, you know, they lived like seven hours away. Um, so it was a safe way for me to tell them and not have to feel their reaction as much. You didn't much. want to get up and sit in the middle of the living room on a stool no. and say, I the TV. Say. Yeah. No, no. Um, so I wrote out this long email to my mom. I write this email. I very vividly remember crying while, and I'm still sitting in the car, um, typing this email up. And I'm like, you know, mom, you are one of the people I'm closest to in life. You know, like you're one of my best friends and I don't want that to change, but like, I have to be my authentic self you want me to be this version of myself this perfect person I said but like I can't do that when I'm living a lie here it is I'm gay love you so much love you so much <laughs> I'll see you at Christmas yeah like and I hope that you know you can take some time to think about it and hopefully we talk again I remember waiting to find out if she it's had read awful. it it was the worst feeling like and then knowing that she read it and didn't want to speak to me was maybe an even worse feeling my dad who kind of became the mediator between me and my mom your mom got the email and she's not ready to talk to you yeah and I'm like not ready to talk to me like what why yeah like, what in the world would make you not ready to talk to your child? Because now, as a mom, I cannot ever no. picture myself doing that to any of my children. I don't have children, but I would never do that. Right. Like, I'm not ready to talk to you. Okay, I just did the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. You can't even say, like, I love you. I just need some time to process. Right. Right anything because I'm a very understanding person I knew they wouldn't agree and I have never 
asked them to agree with my decisions. Right. All I've asked is that they can love me and that not be an issue. Right. You know, like at least respect my wishes. Right. Right. We can disagree. That's fine. You have to talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Like disagree with me all you want, but like respect me as a human and love me and treat me the same. Right. Um, Treat me like a person. Right. It was maybe a couple of months until we talked. Mm -hmm. We never actually spoke about it to this day. Have not spoken about her response or the email or anything like that. It was just, I love you, but I cannot support you and accept this. And I was like, okay. I don't know what to do with that, but better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that we're speaking. I knew I didn't want to lose my parents. I was willing to do what I needed to do. I was willing to say that doesn't need to be something that, and then there would be times that like I broke her heart and I was like, oh, okay. My fault. And again, I don't want to paint a bad picture of my mother because she is one of my favorite people in the entire world. She's a wonderful person. She was raised to think these things. Yeah. Um, And I get it because changing the way that I thought has been hard enough. So Mm -hmm. like, I, I understand where she's coming from, even though I don't think it's right. We have come leaps and bounds. Oh, yes. I did not. So whenever I met Bethany's mom, love her so much great person yeah and then bethany told me about her coming out story and i went that's the same woman (laughs) she said yeah and i said could have fooled me like 100 percent different person yeah yeah we're in a a different space and occasionally i am still reminded that they do not agree with my life choices (laughs) um but it is very different we are at a point where they happily accept my wife. They love my kids. We are all welcome and accepted and loved. Um, it's maybe just the marriage part that's not yeah. very accepted and the not giving my kids a dad, which is a whole other situation. <laughs> um, It'll be unfortunate when I come out to them as lesbian and a woman. Uh, oh, man. Good luck. Yeah, but... Um, we've we've come a long way since then i i at one point was told that i was actively working for satan and i'm gonna be honest that one stuck with me that uh that one hurt a little bit stung a little bit and i think part of the part of the thing that was the worst was i kept trying to say to my family like i am the same person right that i was before you found this out the same exact person technically i'm even more of myself right because i'm I can just, express myself right i'm just being more honest with you right like and i think they thought it was going to change who i was mm-hmm. you know and i'm like oh you clearly don't know the life i live wife kids white picket fence <laughs> yeah like we're not really interested in the whole no nothing else scene yeah no not at all um so anyway that was like my coming out journey and then 
you know, to where we are now. I, my parents came out to everyone for me. Yeah, that was a good one. No. Whenever I came out as asexual, my dad told everyone at work. Uh. He said, yeah, yeah, he came out as ace. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then whenever I told my parents, I said, maybe don't like tell people unless I'm ready. They were like, okay. I don't think that happened. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to derail Oh, no. You. No, no, no. I, um, it's the parents taking over and just doing their own thing is always a fun one. Parents are always a wild card. It, they really are. They really you never are. know what you're going to get. It's definitely true. I should also mention in my coming out journey that I did not mention my brother who I was going to ask was the most supportive person that I could ever have asked for my brother Chaney he is four years younger than me um and is the biggest ally the biggest supporter um did not miss a beat I came out to him the same night that I came out to my sister probably just honestly didn't mention it because it wasn't traumatic (laughs) yeah it was it was an actual good experience yeah um he said all of the right things didn't make me feel less than in any capacity. He just, you know, and since then has only ever been supportive. So I did have someone in my family that was like that. And again, my sister was very supportive. Um, just, it was in a, in a different way. She's made a couple choices, but yeah, but both of, both of my siblings. And then I have, um, another younger brother who is the most supportive because he loves women as much as I do so (laughs) yeah but my siblings have been the most supportive and the best you know it was probably the only reason I didn't run back into the closet screaming like just kidding (laughs) just just you slammed the door shut you're like just kidding I'm sorry Yeah, yeah yeah I feel like in most cases and obviously, you know, not everyone is close with their siblings, but most siblings are like, okay. And most siblings know before you come out to them because they're your siblings. They know you very well or, and they just are so, are very supportive. Um, yeah. If you're an only child, then well, get fucked, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> get wrecked, kid. Better hope for a best friend or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, without my siblings, it would have been a much sadder story. <laughs> But like having having my siblings and their support was, you we know. We would not be here doing a podcast if your siblings weren't there. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. It would not. be the straight girl and guy club. Yeah, we'll have to have a sibling podcast oh where, we, where we bring on. Love that. Yeah, where we bring on the siblings and they can talk about what it was like from their, their perspectives. Idea. Yeah. So someone would love that. Yeah, I'm sure Ash and Shay would also love it. My youngest brother cannot speak, so he would not <laughs> be able to be on it. But if he could, he would he, love it. He would love it. He would. He had he has cerebral palsy, so um, life is a little bit different for him. But he is also my biggest supporter. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. I remember meeting like your family and everything for the first time. And I know I said it already, but like, it was just such a stark 
difference from your coming out story. Yes. Maybe yeah. not your dad. I don't think he's spoken two words to me before, but he's love him so big, much. He's not a big talker. No. Not a big talker. Great guy, though. Yeah. What he said to me. <laughs> I think he said, hello. And that was so it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's where we're at. So Ash and Cheney were the first people that you told. Yes. Um, what about uh I really just blank. <laughs> I really just completely I was just, like, man, the train was derailed. I was like, he's got a really big question. <laughs> all I was gonna ask is what advice you would give <laughs> to someone who's trying to come out, especially let's put a little caveat on this with someone who has a very religious family like how would you give advice to them for coming out if at all yeah um so I think first I would say make sure that you feel safe Mm -hmm. um especially if you're younger because not everyone lives in a space where they aren't with their parents and not everyone lives in a space where they are safe to do something like that Um, so first make sure that you feel safe and then, um, make sure that you come out to someone first that, you know, is going to be supportive so that you have that and them as, um, kind of your backup, I would say it's, especially if you're coming from a religious background and you know, it's not going to go well, just prepare for the worst. And have someone there even. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because in my experience, the worst is probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, So just prepare for it and just make sure that you're at a point where what they say doesn't matter that much to you. Yeah. And then try to let it go. I mean, I'm, (laughs) I'm here. How many years did we say it's been since I came out? Over 10 years. Yeah. And I, what, 12 years or something? I still haven't let everything go, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I I still haven't let the Southwest is flying again. Thank God. I just can't get it out of my head. Can't get past Pisses it. Pisses me off. I know. Can't get past it. For the this. people, for the people who made it through both of our coming out stories. This piece of garbage. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Um, we really appreciate it. We hope to get as much support as we can so that we can keep doing this. Um, we said it at the end of the last episode, and we'll say it again. We have an Instagram, a Twitter. Yeah. Um, we're coming out with a Patreon that will have some special things like extra episodes, bonus content, merch options. And also, we should probably say what our Instagram and Twitter are so that people don't just go, oh, they have an Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> we didn't really do that in the first episode. <laughs> Great idea. It's Gay Girls Club Pod. Okay. I'm the first follower. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so back to giving the structure of what to expect going forward. AKA no structure. Right, right. Um, What we're thinking is that a lot of this is just going to be us talking about all of the lesbian gay content that we love all the lgbt stuff that's right um movies that are recently out tv shows that we're watching fanfics that we're reading because we both love fanfic is probably going to be one of the 
hot topics. Yeah, we we love a good fanfic. Um, we want to talk about all of the current gay news that's happening around the world in Hollywood, anywhere that has hot gay news. That just like, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to have to go digging. We would love to make this as interactive as possible. Yeah. Um, We want to be able to interact with people. We want you guys to give us suggestions of gay things to watch, gay podcasts to listen to. uh, Share funny stories. Yeah. The gay things that have happened. Share your coming out stories. Share any funny gay experiences that you have. Um, You are welcome to DM us on twitter or instagram um tumblr if if we get it yeah if you end up um coming to our patreon and becoming a patron we are going to have a special tier i believe that will include your comments being something that we make sure that we read um, on the podcast and making sure that you get you know shout outs and stuff so all of those things yeah will be we're still working everything out for patreon so obviously things are subject to change yeah um, absolutely nothing is really set in stone because this is in fact the second episode and the first time that we have ever recorded a podcast <laughs> yes so yes. we're not a hundred percent sure what we're doing that but is we correct. will get there maybe yeah probably not i mean we're gonna we're gonna get there this is gonna thrive we're gonna make this the biggest gig podcast there's ever been that's right. Um, the Gay Girls Club is going to be nationwide. Nation, you know what? It's going to be worldwide. 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 It's going to planet wide. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everyone, ev- everywhere, just everywhere, Every- is going to listen to this. Think of a place where you could listen to the podcast. It's there. <laughs> and there are things listening. There are things listening. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's our rough, as you can tell, rough plan. Quite rough. Um, but any suggestions we are more than open to. Yeah. Um, we really, we just wanted a fun space to talk about gay shit and to, you know, have fun together. We think that we're funny sometimes. Well, also we have so, there's so many funny gay things that we talk about and it's at the point where like, we have to share it yeah absolutely there's so many funny gay stories so anyway thanks for listening this has gone on for eight hours now yeah thank you for listening thank you for for being willing to be apart from the ground up that's right thank you and goodbye